going on, y'all? Welcome back to our podcast here at SC, man. And I'm so thrilled to be able to be with you today to share a little bit and give a little bit of a rewind. We want to dive in, so to speak, into this Sunday's message. And I got one of my mans over here, one of my leaders of the house, Samir, that's going to be, you know what I mean, bringing a little bit of a dive. Let's get into it. Yeah, man. We want to go a little bit deeper into what God was speaking to us this Sunday, man. We had a heck of a Sunday. It was a crazy service. Man. Crazy revelation. That you was know, brought. you know, we, <laughs> we, we, you know, here at SC, we're always looking for ways how to be able to bring honor to God, how to bring excellence, and continue to grow, to expand, to multiply, the, and advance the kingdom of God. And you know, we believe that God deserves the best. The people deserve the best. And so, you know, we work ourselves to try to, you know, bring a series and plan it and what have you, but. There's something about SC where, man. man, we love letting God be God. And when we totally let go and let God, man, the move of God, the river of the Holy Spirit is so flows. special. It's so important Crazy. to have a plan, don't get me wrong, you know, to, to be organized, to be structured, but never to allow that to box God in. Exactly. It's just a That's platform. It. God is a God of That's order. Right. He works with order. There's life in order. Mm -hmm. But there's also life in allowing the spirit to move within his order, mm -hmm. you know? Because sometimes we, as human beings, have an order, but God has his order. And it's so important for us to be able to understand that sometimes, you know, our order is not God's order, right? So, exactly. but let me tell you something. I came in with the understanding that this was Christmas season, but man, I had a visit, a demonic visitation about two weeks ago. And I shared it in the service. This is where this message was birthed. You know, I was, I was, I was waking up and as I wake up, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I felt depressed. I felt sad. My, my, my perception was like cloudy. And I'm like, what the heck is this? This is not me. Something doesn't feel right. 
it was this oppression it was this darkness i could hear in the atmosphere like demons of loneliness of death of suicide <clears throat> i feel the presence of god as i'm saying this because it was a demonic visitation and as soon as i realized I said, wait a minute the lord told me you're perceiving what's in the season because remember as sons of god especially prophets we prophets not only discern things in our lives but oftentimes when we discern something you have to be able to be able to kind of decipher if you may if i may mm -hmm. if it's something personal if it's something family if it's something in the church in the government or if it's something in your region and as soon as i felt that i knew that i was feeling the demonic spirits over this season in america really you know in the world you know if you don't if, if you don't know that during this time is where most people during christmas season where most people commit suicide many times are depressed are lonely on pills you know crying you know just in pain they're remembering the family that they lost they're remembering the divorce the kids that they haven't seen it's a mess for many people so all of this I began to feel. So the Lord brought this word to my spirit to speak on this Sunday. So you can have kind of like the context of how we got to this message. And so the Lord brought me to the story of Elijah. Because, you know, oftentimes, you know, before great victory, the devil rises up hardcore. Yeah. Right? Always. And before, and, and sometimes after a great victory, the enemy comes to try to discourage. So, you know, you know the story. It's in 1 Kings chapter 19 where, you know, uh, King Ahab goes back to his wife Jezebel and tells her everything that Elijah had done. He had sliced the head off of 450 prophets. And, uh, you know, she got so ticked off. You know what I mean? She was ticked off on, on, on steroids. And she basically said, if by tomorrow I don't slice your head off, I swear to the gods. Here's a man. How do you understand Elijah? Dude, he went to the king and said, the Lord's going to stop raining. He's going to make it rain for three years. And then he goes up and says, it's going to stop. Bam, just like that. I mean, you're talking about some tangible manifestations. This is a dude that went and defied literally the king and the queen, their prophets, the false prophets of Baal. And said, the true God, let it manifest fire. And we're going to see who's serving the real God. They started doing their chants and their cries and their shouts and their thing and their rituals. Nothing. And Elijah said, put the wood in order. And watch this. Let the God of Elijah, let the God, God of up. heaven. And God showed up. And as soon as he manifested, this boldness came inside of Elijah. And he said, with this, he caught that fire, started slicing and dicing. Put that into perspective. And then one word from a woman. That's how we know it wasn't the woman. Because the spirit of Jezebel, in parentheses, depression, defamation, seduction, intimidation, witchcraft, all the above. This spirit operates to destroy marriages to destroy businesses to destroy pe young people's purity in their imagination so many different things and so here this spirit speaks to this woman and here's this man of god that called rain that called fire that sliced off people's heads off is running from a quote-unquote woman that's how powerful this demonic spirit is 
And I've come across this demon so many times. I can smell it. By the way, in men and women, because Jezebel is not a woman. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. It can use men to control and dominate and abuse. It can use women to control and to manipulate. Okay, it can use your boss. It can use to intimidate. There's so many different ways, and so witchcraft operates through the spirit of Jezebel. It's a big one. The governments of the nations operate when you have this Jezebel spirit and the Antichrist working together. Remember in the Book of Revelation. It says that the woman, the Jezebel, sat upon, right, the, with the dragon. Watching the the woman who was about to give birth, which was the church, and and which is Israel, so this spirit is always moving on the earth to try to manipulate and control. So I want you to have all that in context to understand that here's Elijah after a great victory. Now the Bible says he runs and he hides in a cave. Now, how many times has God spoken to us, given us breakthroughs? answered us we've seen miracles and then we go and we doubt them and then we go and get into a cave of fear can you talk about that a little bit give us a personal experience of yours yeah man I, let me tell you something i believe that that spirit has been here since since the beginning of time oh most definitely it's it's been on earth terrorizing mental well, I want to talk about, for, for example, myself and personal experience, the mental battles yes. that I would have with myself, doubting myself, um, not knowing my self-worth, uh, losing my authority to, to different people. But it wasn't until like I realized that and I knew that what what your self-worth and and what that that spirit tries to manipulate your mind and tell you you're not enough and tell you you're you're, you're not built for this. Yeah, because they 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 work. You know, Satan's army is united. You know, in doubt and fear and all this work together. But give me an example of where you've encountered this Jezebelic spirit. So an example. Um, it was when I had before I started coming to supernatural culture. I was. I went into this like deep depression, like deep depression of not knowing who I I was, not knowing what I wanted to do later on in my life. From that point, I went into a serious, serious depression. I would stick myself in my room and not not come out for for days. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do anything. Not I, I didn't even have an appetite. Like appetite. Appetite, lose energy, lose energy. I didn't want to work out, and I'm big. Per- like, I'm biggie on like exercise. He works out. I'm always, yeah. I'm always active. Like, I didn't want to do anything. Like, I didn't even want to see my phone. I didn't want to do social media. Yeah, yeah, nothing. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's it's just it. literally, it's just clouded room, mind, right? Just thinking. Your yeah. thoughts start yeah. to to take to over. Take over your imagination. Mind. Imagination's telling you, like, man. I remember it was clear as day. This 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 night where. I was sitting in my room and I promise you that spirit like visited me like mm. it was bad mm. like I felt stuck yeah, on yeah, my yeah. bed like it was like I could not move but yeah, I, yeah. I knew I knew like that I was awake yeah, but yeah. at this I knew I knew I was asleep but at the same time I, I, I felt awake I yeah, felt like I could see everything your spirit your spirit is always awake it was like my spirit was battling Absolutely. the spirit of Jezebel Right, and and it was like this like friction 
going on I couldn't get up And I was just kind of talking myself in my mind By the way, this spirit Shows up in people's dreams To give them oh, yeah. sexual uh, dreams mm-hmm. You know, it's in, in Cuba spirits And all these different demonic spirits That appear uh, People, you know, having sexual dreams Those are demon spirits visiting people in their dreams Exactly Right? It's, it's crazy. So, I mean, this is something that all of us at some time in our lives have gone through or will go through. Moments of depression, of sadness, of loneliness. And one thing is to just say, okay, your, your family just died and you're sad. Mm-hmm. But then it's when the demonic comes. It's yeah. the demonic. You'll know. Yeah. The demonic takes you in deeper. Mm-hmm. Right, it's we're not talking about you know mourning. We're not talking about going through a tough season. We all go through that, but one thing is to, you know, it's like that day. That day I could sense that depression upon me, uh-huh. but one thing is to let it stay there, exactly. and another thing is to quickly shake it off. Exactly. And immediately when I discerned what it was, you know, obviously I went into prayer. One of the keys that I've learned is putting the body to rest. Yeah. Resting, you, you talked get, about that. Getting your mind yeah. right, uh, unclogged, and the way I unclog my mind, I'm going to talk about it a little bit later because I want to continue to develop, you know, uh, what this problem is. So let's go back to Elijah. Um, Elijah, he's in the cave, and here's Elijah. Imagine this great warrior now saying, you know, I'm not worth it. You know, um, uh, I'm probably going to die. You know, I'm, you know, I don't even know what uh, my purpose. He got into a depression. He says he went on to his journey. And he prayed that he might die. He literally told God he wanted to die. You know, you know what that is? How many to get to the point for you to want to say, I don't want to live no more. You know, you're in a, some serious demonic cloud. It is enough. Now the Lord take my life. I'm no better than any of my father. So isn't that exactly what this spirit has you to think? Like you're no longer that good. Mm-hmm. You failed God. You failed everyone. Everything. You know, when Self-worth. people. Yeah, when the devil takes advantage. You, you fall in sin yeah. and he'll magnify it. You're not worth it. You're not good enough. You know, and, he at, and he attacks. He he knows your weaknesses. Right. He knows. He attacks those those little doors that you leave open, exactly. those little gaps in between your life that you still haven't filled in with the word, with God's presence, with with worship, right. those different things. But that's when the enemy is always going to attack Try and he, to knows take advantage. You, he knows you more than you know yourself. That's right. So Elijah, he did a, cu- a couple of things, I think, wrong that we do as well sometimes and we need to learn from it. and you know one of the things that I talked about on Sunday is how he shifted his focus from the from God to the negative you know he took his eyes completely off the Lord and what was the negative it was that voice mm-hmm. I'm going to take your life tomorrow he believed more the lie of that spirit than the truth of everything God had manifested I mean it's it reminds me of the story of Jesus he turns, you know, he grabs fish and loaves. He multiplies them. The disciples see the miracles. The disciples are the one that handed 20,000 people loaves of bread multiplied. And the Bible says that right after that, when Jesus walked upon the waters, it says that they doubted. And he said, you are little faith because you did not believe the miracle of the loaves. So you see, that's why unbelief takes us into deeper doubt and fear. Right, and faith takes us into deeper faith and miracles. 
So that's why we, if you doubt in one area, you'll doubt in all the other areas. You cannot open one little door. So he shifted his his focus into something so negative, and that became a ripple effect. He also then allowed fear to come into his heart. You know, as soon as you give it a little bit of a, a voice in your mind, in your heart, in your emotion, in your in your imagination, the imagination plays so many tricks on us. Like we'll begin to think things that hasn't even happened. Yeah. And fear will come in and grip the heart. And I was describing to the church on Sunday how this Jezebelic spirit is like an octopus. Witchcraft is like an octopus. It will grab its tentacles and grab wrap you. around you, your mind. You and yeah, you feel like you, you, you feel like powerless. Yeah. People that are gonna commit suicide, they literally feel they have no, no. more hope. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So he another problem that Elijah went through is he was exhausted. One of the times that this spirit attacks depression jezebel seduction people that fall in sin sexually it doesn't happen from one night to the other it's something that little by little you let your guard down and let your guard down and let your guard down and you feed that area you know a little bit watching here a little bit listening there you lower your guard and then when you're tired the shield of protection is down you're, you become vulnerable. It's easy. Anybody can sin if you put down your, your guard, mm -hmm. you know. And Elijah was exhausted. He had just prayed a fit for fire to come down. He had just, you, you know what it is? I mean, we read the scripture so lightly. You know what it is? Slicing 450 heads off? That's crazy. You know the energy, the blood, and the war. He's My done. God. He's done for the day. The <laughs> dude was done. And in that moment of weakness, these petty little words infiltrated his mind yes, yeah. so we have to learn to be careful after work after you know tireless moments that we don't expose ourselves to things that we know can lead us to more sin he isolated himself he got alone how many times what, what happens whenever you're going through something you get away from everybody you leave church you isolate yourself you get around away from your safe safe group yeah you you yeah you you isolate yourself you you disconnect right nobody knows where you are nobody knows how you're doing no i, I mean if you speak at it at a personal level you usually when you go through something you don't want people to know or yeah. you, you don't want to be around people yeah. and and the enemy lies to bring get you into that cave yeah he knows if he can get you into that cave from the cave you end up sinning oh yeah you end up you know doing things habits from your past because he wants to isolate you from relationships. Mm -hmm. See, we have to have... so key. Oh, my God, yes. So key. It's so important for you to have uh, a safeguard of relationships. Not everybody, but you need certain people that when you get around, you can get encouraged and get get your spirit strong again and, and laugh a little bit and what have you, you know? Then he went into self-destructive thoughts, you know? He, he literally wanted to die. Then he, yeah, I want to say something about what we were saying, uh, how we go into that like alone, alone time. We sometimes think and we sometimes um, mistake the, the presence of darkness for the absence of God. Mm -hmm. When we go into that, that our dark place, there, there's two dark places, you know, you were just explaining the one where we take ourselves into and the enemy attacks us and he sees us and we're, we're vulnerable, we're weak.
but then there's that dark place where we go into prayer and 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 we we worship and we we speak to god so we sometimes get those two confused we 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 mistake that absence of darkness we, we mistake the presence of darkness for the absence of god well the bible says um in psalms 91 he who dwells in the secret shall be it says um he who abides in the secret shall he shall dwell right it talks about the shadow of the most high right so the shadow there is there in god there's also a shadow mm -hmm. and that shadow is not a demonic darkness it's it's a place where his covering covers you and overshadows you yeah and usually you know where you see that manifestations in early mornings between 3 and 5 a.m mm -hmm. those those you know morning early morning hours are the hours where you most see that overshadowing that's, place that's of intimacy. Just another example. I remember um, coming to Supernatural and first time speaking to Pastor Andy, and I knew his. I saw his passion. I saw his his love for God, and I was like, man, this this is a, this is a this is a pastor right here. Like this is. I'm, I wasn't used to this. I wasn't used to a pastor that was connecting to the youth and all this. So, you know, one of the questions that I asked him was, your pastor, like, what keeps you like, what keeps you so connected and, and on track and in that walk with God? I remember asking you this and you tell me there's one tip, like one simple tip, one key factor in your walk with God. And it's that morning prayer. So from right. that, like, I remember, like, from that day, I was like, man, I need to get up and, and speak to God. I need to get that daily bread, get that connection with God, get my relationship with God. Because Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. Mm. So every time I wake up, it's like I'm talking to you right now. Mm. That's how I talk to God. Exactly. You know, it's a personal relationship. He knows me. I know him. Exactly. So the more we speak to him, the more we have a relationship with him, the more he re he will reveal himself to mm. us. Mm. So like, it's I hate that when people say, man, God is not speaking to me or, or you know, are we searching for him? He he wants he wants to know us. He wants to speak to us. Mm. Are we looking for him? You know, because that's that's when we'll know who we are. Correct. And and speaking to that, it's it's that has been the secret of my life. Exactly. That yeah, I remember is hiding in in literally in in the shelter of the Almighty in the shadow. You know, he who dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, dwelling, which that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. One thing is to seek him, and one thing is to learn to dwell in him. That's a whole nother round. Dwelling in God is an is literally a practice of practicing the presence of God. And you know, that's something that I'm living in these days of my life. Like, you know, for over 20 years. I understood the seeking, mm -hmm. but right now I'm understanding even more the abiding. Mm. That's another realm mm. of walking in God is learning how, you know, what you experience in the dark with him. How do you carry that everywhere? Mm. 
And how do you know that you're in his presence? Mm. I'm not just going into it. I'm in it. Mm. I'm living it now. Mm -hmm. And that's where faith comes in. Faith keeps you connected to God. Mm. Faith keeps you aware of the presence of the Lord. I am aware that God is here right now. Mm -hmm. I'm aware that I'm connected to him right now. I am aware that his voice can speak into me in any second right now. I'm that aware. So abiding is all. And when you lose that abiding, you know it. You can feel the disconnect. And that's why it's so important, that reconnection with God, which is what Elijah did. Elijah says he rose up, verse 8, and he drank and went and, the, and, and says, and went in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights. And that's what I talked to about the church, about the reconnecting process with God. Sometimes it takes seconds and sometimes it takes hours. Sometimes it can take days and weeks and months just for that fresh faith to come alive. And the more you cultivate it, the easier it is. Because when you believe, you believe. You're not you're not striving to believe. You know it. You know it. And when you know you're in when you know you're in and the, good. the more you have a revelation of God the more you know and the more you know the more you abide see so that's why we're called to live by faith because it's by faith that we access the presence of God and it's in the presence of God that we walk in the knowing. And that connection, once again, and notice how God told them to eat and drink. And I have found here, and I know, I know, I know and we're going to close now because, you know, but I have found that when we nutrition our bodies and when you rest our bodies, there's something that happens in the healing deliverance process as well. You know, when I go through those moments of darkness that I know is not God, I not only pray, I rest. Mm. Let me tell you something about the power of resting. And I'm not talking about resting like sitting in a room dark in depression. I'm talking about praying, connecting with God, resting my mind, decluttering my mind from the cloud, hearing the word, eating and strengthening, and literally getting in bed, getting some nap, getting some rest time, letting the body recover and refreshing again. That is so anybody can overcome depression with those principles of, you know, seeking, being in the presence of the Lord, nutrition in their body. Many depressions, the spiritual effect, affect, you know, uh, certain things that the body means like vitamin D and vitamin K and the different vitamins, they begin to get affected in the body and the nutrition itself can help fight it. Resting itself can recover the body, and that's what Elijah did. You that's know how I see it. It's like when when God wants you to come into this rest, it's kind of like He wants to show you something new, like write a new story. He wants to um, just just take you deeper. Absolutely. And to close this point for today, there's so much to talk about. That's why this 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 reflect this. Diving back in is so powerful because Elijah went into the cave for 40 days, 40 nights. Um, Moses was 40 days. Jesus was in a test for 40 days. 
there's something about 40 and it represents a maturing testing overcoming process of faith and elijah literally went from another one faith with one dimension of faith to another dimension see people i didn't talk about this on sunday this is the dive now you ready for this everyone talks about elijah great miracles and becoming afraid of jezebel and then god having to raise up jehu to conquer jezebel but what they don't realize is how powerful elijah came out of the cave Mm. i'm gonna show you to you now watch this elijah was 40 days that god processed his faith to be a faith of resurrection power because not only did he overcome not only did he raise up the next generation but he literally never died listen to this Elisha in his worst moment became the man he was destined to be because out of that cave God grew the faith for Elijah to be translated the Bible says Enoch walked with God by faith Enoch walked with God and was not that was the faith that God took Elijah through in the cave the caves are not meant to kill you the caves are meant to build you his faith grew when he see he thought the revival was going to come by sending the fire down and slicing the heads off when he didn't see that when he didn't see the king and the queen repent and they came after him. He said, I said, I'm dead. I'm done. He limited God. And God says, no, let me show you how powerful I am. Even in this cave, I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to minister you. I'm going to restore you. You're going to raise up a new ministry of Elisha's and Jehu's. And guess what? You're never going to die. Because you overcame this spirit of depression. You overcame the spirit of Jezebel, this principality, this territorial demon. And now literally you will be one of the only men to ever walk the earth and literally be taken out in chariots of fire. That is the power of overcoming. And today, no matter what battles ahead of you, no matter what cave you may be going through, no matter what valley you have gone through, or one day you will need to hear this message. Remember this, when you get out of this cave, As you reconnect with God and nourish your body and clear your mind and get in this presence and strengthen and rest, let me tell you something. And laugh. The joy of the Lord will set you free. Somebody needs deliverance right now. Receive the joy of the spirit of the living God to set you totally free. And I'm telling you, as you press through this season trusting God, you're going to come out with a greater faith for the enemy won't be able to touch you man thank you for joining us today this has been a powerful dive in a powerful reflecting of you know you know bringing it back a review of what god spoke this sunday stay tuned for more if you like this more please subscribe more is coming subscribe right to us let us know how this podcast is blessing you yo